Hello, this is Daniel Gregory, and thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast. This is episode 348 of The Perceptive Photographer. Hope you're having a great week. Thanks again for taking a little bit of time out of your week to spend with me on your podcast and uh, listening on your podcast platform of choice. Hopefully you enjoy your podcast platform of choice. I know a lot of times the systems we use and the tools we use increase or decrease our enjoyment of things, so hopefully you have a good platform for that. But remember, if you do change platforms, try to make sure we're on all the major platforms. So again, thanks for listening, no matter where you're at. I wanted to talk this week a little bit about something that I think every photographer struggles with at some point, no matter who you are. And it's something I think every photographer needs to do at some point. So if you haven't done this, this is a chance for you to step up your game a little bit and try something. And that is sequencing a collection of images, pulling a group of images together into some form of collection. Now, some of us may think that collection is for an art show, or maybe it's a slideshow, maybe it's a presentation you have, maybe you're thinking about a book for the holidays, for the family, or something like that, but you've got to pull images together, and that is a struggle. Getting those images to pull together, getting them to be meaningful as a collection and as a group, I think can be a challenge for anyone, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One is, again, understanding actually what makes the photographs interesting, what makes the photograph work in terms of composition, in terms of structure, in terms of form. But outside of that, when we start to group photographs together, we're in a, we're kind of in a different state where we're dealing with multiple variables that come into play. And one of the big ones, and we talk about this at the individual image a lot, we talk about the individual image having a story. And one of the things about story is that in photographic terms, it's nonlinear. We're not necessarily attached to when that occurred in time. The actual photograph allows it to exist outside of the time it was created. And when we start to sequence photographs, there starts to become this sort of weird association that they are in fact linear in, a, in time. We move from one photograph to the next. Our experience of those photographs is linear, but the time contained within those photographs is not linear. And at the same time, sometimes the idea is that we end up with a really strong photograph. When we build a series or bodies of work, we also deal with really strong photographs. And I'm not sure that there's an easy way to say that one photograph contains a story and that a sequence or series contains a story. We do need better, I think, language around that. And one of the things you'll hear sometimes is you'll hear the, the, the notion of a photo story, and then you'll hear about a photo essay as a way to kind of distinguish those. I know Bill Allard talks about the photo essay. I think he actually has a book called The Photo Essay. And the idea behind the photo essay is that each image is stronger because of the other images in the series. So you take strong photographs, you take compelling photographs, meaningful photographs, and when you put them together, you get the benefit of each of them being informative of the other. But it still requires that we have a strong, strong image. And what's interesting about sequencing is that as we're putting images together, if you do your work up front to get compelling images, to get strong images that are meaningful in their own right, again, remember the photo essay concept is that we're pulling strong photographs that already have a sense of identity about them. And we're putting them together to give a, a different sense of that, to build strength off of them, to provide further explanation to create different awareness of what we're talking about within the series. If we do that, I think one of the things we're challenged by is one, making sure that we've got the strongest of the images. And then after that, we get into the weird part, which is kind of the, 
the the crux of today's conversation is we spend a lot of time sequencing images. And we spend a lot of time critiquing the sequence of images. So as photographers, when we go look at a photo book, we look at a photo essay in a magazine, we go visit a gallery, we make assumptions and we make judgments based on how we view those images, what order we sort of view them in. And we're not in control of that order. As much as we sequence ourselves and we believe there's a correct order to the way images should be experienced, somebody can walk through a gallery in any order they want. They can flip through a book in any order they want. They could look at three images in a book, come back six months later and look at three images at the back of the book. We don't have any real control over that. So as we're pulling these images together, that's in part why we need strong images. It's also in part why we need to make sure that as those images work together, they create something unique and something stronger than they are as individuals. And so part of the struggle of, of that and part of the benefit of that, I think, so it's a struggle for us sometimes, but it's also a benefit is that the photographs aren't necessarily like reading the words of a sentence. When we talk about putting together the photo essay, we're not reading from word one to word two to word three to word four. It's almost as if we're speed reading. And if you're a speed reader, if you've studied speed reading or want to learn speed reading, what you're learning to identify is these kind of bold chunks of, of information and kind of identifying and gap building based on kind of how language is structured. We, we assimilate large amounts of information quickly, and we don't necessarily accurately 100% accurately gain that information. But the, the principle of that is, as we look at these individual images, rather than thinking of each image as a unique part of a story or a word, adjective, noun, pronoun of a story, each one of them is in support of each other. And I think that's one of the challenges. If we can't think of a story, a photo essay, a collection of images as a single event because of the mismatch way we would approach that. So the sequencing of the images, as much work as it is, allows us to have a lot of flexibility in recognizing that each one of these images, each one of these photographs holds their own weight, holds their own value. And as we're moving them from one position to another, we're basically making choices on aesthetics and choices on maybe how color moves, how line moves, how form moves to move between one image or the other. But because each image is strong, we can put and assemble those in any order because we haven't ascribed a word to an image in the story. What we've said is this is an important element of the story. It's in fact not a single entity of a story, as in a word. It is a multiple facet approach to a word. And I think that's why sometimes when we're looking at a sequence in a body of work, if we've got really compelling images, we rearrange those images into what we think is the right sequence. The order from one to two to three to four, and particularly if you're doing something that's sort of linear and approached like a book, we're moving from one image to the next to the next. And I think ultimately when we start to look at how we create that, if we're getting input from multiple people, part of that sequence is based on the input of others. And how they view and respond to the images, what they see, what they don't see. And we get educated through that process. In fact, we learn from reading our own essay. But if we look at, say, 15 different sequences of 15 really good images, and again, that's the key to this. We've got to make sure we have the right images, the strong images, the meaningful images in there. But assuming I have good imagery to work with, and I'm narrowing down, say, 70 images to 50 for a book, but those are 70 strong images. Is it really going to be that big a difference if I have one image in one place versus another? 
Does the story, the essay that's being told, fundamentally change, fundamentally shift because these images are in a different order? Or is it more of a nuanced change? Is it a subtle use of the thesaurus when we move one image to another? Do we fundamentally just change a little bit of the nuance that happens when we look at the essay? And I think the answer is probably in some cases it is just a nuance. In other cases, it might be significant, particularly if we have images that can alter the context of the subject matter and subject of the essay. But again, with strong photographs and strong vision, strong awareness of what we're trying to do, and enough photographs to work with where we're not trying to shoehorn in a good photograph that doesn't necessarily fit the essay, I do think we're, we're at a point where that subtle nuance of change is in many ways more aesthetically chosen. And when we look at how somebody might critique or view that sequence, what they're responding to is pretty small if I think we have a strong photo essay. Those changes are small. They're ins not insignificant, but what they're noting is a lot more personal preference-based. It's a lot more awareness of their own way that they would potentially unfold that language in that photo essay. How they would position the images to affect how we respond. But again, the fundamental change, the fundamental difference of the story is probably not shifted necessarily by the use of the image. Now, there are photo essays that are clearly linear. They're designed to go in a very specific order. You know, and those are probably more photo story driven than essay driven, where there is a linear narration. You know, and that might be one of the key differences between a photo story and a photo essay is the essay is nonlinear and the f linear storytelling you know, is the photo story. But unless we're in that linear state, I think it's an interesting puzzle for us to solve. It's an interesting thing for us to think about as we sequence work is are we fundamentally altering the experience of the story if we have the images selected? So this is the last step of that process. Now the image selection, you know, all bets are off because now we're really impacting what is said and how it's said. But once we get down to those core images and we're shuffling the order they're in, I think it's worth a little investigation on your own side about is that really fundamentally changing the message of the essay? Or again, are you, for lack of a better word, wordsmithing that essay a little bit, hunting and pecking for the what is the, 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 the little bit of language change you want? And again, not to mitigate that. Small language is very, very important. The language we use is very, very important. Words critically matter. And in photography, our visual language critically matters in what we have to say. So making sure that we say it properly is not bypassed by this process. As a matter of fact, I think it's enhanced. But again, making sure that we are following the nuance of language to ultimately create something of interest. So as you think about sequencing those photographs, I think it's really important, again, to consider what is the totality of that experience and not get stuck in the weeds on is this one photo going to make or break the series? Because if you've already cut the images down to this is the images that are going to hold this series. And like I said, oftentimes you have more images that have made the cut on the selection process before you move to sequencing. And not every selection makes the sequence. And so really thinking about as you approach that work, what does that look like? And as you look at other work, thinking about whether you grab a photo essay, one of the classic photo essays, say a Robert Frank, the Americans, and go through that. How is that book fundamentally changed by rearranging the pictures? 
is it changed that much? Or is it, again, just a slight change in how we perceive that? And I think for each of us, it may be a little bit different, but I think it's something we need to think about and consider. And it's definitely something I think as a photo community, we need to be talking about when we look at sequences and bodies of work is how is that impact there? And then what is the relative strength of those photographs? I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera again, getting a chance to get out and do something creative. Thank you so much for spending these 10, 15 minutes with me. I really do appreciate you out there listening. It really does mean the world to me. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.